Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars, how are y'all feeling today? I'm feeling super powerful. Powerful because I know that all my goals and dreams are possible because I'm a master at training my brain to create beliefs that serve me in going after creating my incredible life. By the way, if you haven't written a review, hook me up and write one, please. I love reading your podcast reviews. Your reviews help me understand where I can create tools to support you on your journey. Here's one of my favorites. Oh, and by the way, someone wins a $100 gift card to their favorite store every week. Susan, you won this week. The title of the podcast review is incredible. Sarah holds space for both enthusiastic encouragement and calm compassion. She gets deep fast and holds space for the thoughts that will rock your life. Oh, I love that. Okay. I love that so much. And speaking of holding space, today I want to talk about negative feelings and what to do about them. We're going to cover what negative feelings actually are, exactly how to process them, and why you actually need negative feelings. Yep. After today's lesson, you will experience more confidence, calm, happiness, security, I promise. And you'll do that by becoming a badass at allowing and processing those icky feelings like overwhelm, anxiety, and self-doubt. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. So because you're listening to my podcast, I know you're like me. You want to learn. You want to grow. You want to evolve as a human being, all the things. But there's something we don't say clearly that often. Deciding to grow as a human is hard. I saw a meme on Instagram the other day that said, We call it growth because if we called it failing over and over again, no one would do it. (laughs) That made me laugh so hard because it's so true, right? So growth and evolution is hard, but so is staying in the cave. And by staying in the cave, I mean playing it safe and repeating all the same bullshit you've been dealing with your whole life. Sure, overwhelm, guilt, resentment, stress, it all feels terrible, but we know it. So we want to stay there, even if we don't really want to. So here's the question for you today. Do you want to experience the discomfort of growth or the discomfort of staying in the fucking cave and forgetting about your goals and dreams? 
I'm guessing the answer is hands down option A, the discomfort of growth. So let's do this. Now, one of the reasons growth feels so hard is because you are hard on yourself. One of the most critical success factors to growing and becoming who you want to be is actually how easy you can be on yourself when things feel hard. And I know you type A overachievers. I know how your brains work. You think that if you're hard on yourself, if you talk to yourself with some tough love mentality, that you aren't letting yourself off the hook. That's what we're all taught, right? Being easy on yourself can actually be really challenging because we don't typically learn it from our society or family. I know being easy on yourself can be difficult and it's not a skill we're taught, but all that critical self-talk is actually doing the exact opposite. It's demotivating you. It's causing you to buffer and doubt yourself and fail ahead of time by not even fucking trying. And it leads to more self-doubt and anxiety. Before I found thought work, I thought that the answer to any negative feeling was to change something externally. My brain thought that thing over there was going to fix it and eliminate all that doubt and anxiety. So I'd be really hard on myself trying to get to the thing. When I got it, whatever it was, the man, the house, the trip, whatever, I would get it and I would still feel like shit. It's kind of like a hamster wheel, just chasing the next thing to solve your problem. And that's essentially the basis of capitalism, right? Our whole economy, at least in the US, is pretty much based on people trying to sell you things that will supposedly make you happy. And the truth is, no matter what you achieve or where you go, there you are with the same brain that's thinking all this negative stuff. So yes, you can decide to do what society and culture wants you to do. You can decide to put your energy into rearranging your world trying to put things, people, and situations in place with how you believe they should all be so you don't have to feel any negative feelings. You can say, yeah, this is good and that's bad. This is right and that's wrong. This is better than that. And I'm not saying we shouldn't change things like oppression in the world or where we live or what, but I don't want you to do it where you end up exhausting yourself trying to be in control. Our primitive puppy brains love control. But we don't have that much control, right? I mean, geez, just take a look at the pandemic. That really taught us that. But even before the pandemic, I had this running thought in my head that there was so much to do, so many things I needed to do for work, so many things I had to do to keep my home beautiful, so many things I should do to be a good friend and partner, an aunt, et cetera, et cetera. It was my primitive puppy brain's way of trying to control things outside of me so I could feel certain feelings inside of me, but it didn't work. I still felt massive self-doubt, massive anxiety, and I only made it worse when I was hard on myself. So lesson number one, stop being so hard on yourself. So let's say that you are in that place I was then. You're stressed the fuck out and you hate it. The good news is you're aware of it. And this might seem trivial, but it's not. Have y'all heard of the stages of change model? It was developed by social scientists in the 70s. And the first stage is actually pre-contemplation, also known as not being aware. It's the second stage where awareness comes into play and you start contemplating change. So you're already ahead of the game just by being aware. Even better news is that once you recognize stress as a feeling, you actually learn how to process it. 
you can handle stress better without ever changing anything outside of you. Isn't that amazing? I think so. The key is that we have to be onto our brains and that default thinking that tells us is happiness is always the goal because really life is supposed to be 50-50. So I've talked about 50-50 before, but I want to spend a second on it here talking about why we actually need negative feelings. When I teach this to my students, there's always a moment where they're like, wait, what? I don't want negative feelings. And I used to feel that way too. I would maybe agree that life can't always be positive, but could it at least be 80-20, right? Wrong. Totally wrong. What I've realized and what actually makes so much more sense to me now is that we need negative feelings because one, contrast is what allows us to experience positive feelings. And number two, I learned so fucking much from negative feelings. I can't feel true joy without also feeling sadness. And I can't feel relaxed without having experienced some stress. And I can't learn resilience and self-awareness by flitting through life like a carefree fucking butterfly. But that's not a bad thing. It's kind of a great thing. And here's a little secret. When I stopped resisting negative feelings, I could actually learn way more and experience way more positive feelings. Of course, if you try to get through the negative to get to the positive, it's just a different form of resisting. But I promise you, when you're able to feel your feelings and allow them and process them and not let them affect your actions, life is way better. One of the ways we practice allowing negative feelings in the Rockstar program is by setting impossible goals. An impossible goal is one that your brain believes is totally effing impossible. We set them in January and every year around this time, my students want to change their goal. They tell me about how they're not going to achieve it and it's crazy and they just want to set something more realistic that they can achieve. Sounds totally reasonable, right? Except that not achieving the impossible goal is actually the point of the impossible goal. It's to set a goal and work really hard in it and accept the idea that you might fail. And then to allow and process the feelings that come up when you do fail. So what I coach my students on is that instead of changing their goal, They stick with their impossible goal, identify the negative feelings, allow it to vibrate in their body, and then get curious about it. I have them ask, why do I want to bail on my goal? What am I going to make it mean if I fail? Are the thoughts I have about my goal serving me? So for you and your own life, I want you just to explore what negative feelings are coming up for you. What thoughts do you think over and over again? What are you telling yourself you need to do that you're not doing? What does it mean if you don't do those things? Remember, nothing outside of you causes your feelings. It's all those sneaky thoughts. All right, let's talk about how to process those feelings. I've mentioned allowing them, but what does it really mean? Allowing your feelings means simply noticing how they feel in your body and not trying to change them. I'll use an example of when my 90-day relationship ended a few months ago. In previous relationships I've had, when it would end, I would just go to town on hating myself. I would think how 
I just must be unlovable and how I screwed up the relationship. And if I'd done X, Y, and Z differently, everything would be sunshine and rainbows. And maybe if I just changed everything about myself, I could get that person back. Y'all, that was literally the talk track in my brain. I call this dirty pain. I was feeling genuinely sad about the relationship ending, but then I piled on a whole bunch of other terrible thoughts and feelings on top of that pain. This time, when we decided to not renew our relationship, I still felt sad. And some of those old thoughts came up, the shame, the blame, et cetera. But I just reminded myself, every relationship ends. I'm proud of how we handle this. I have so much love for him and I'm just sad right now. And it's okay to be sad. This is what I call clean pain. It was still feeling the sadness, but without all the thought drama. And that sadness felt like heaviness in my shoulders and tightness in my chest and a lump in my throat and sometimes tears in my eyes. And I knew that if I just allowed the vibration of that feeling in my body, I just knew that nothing had gone wrong and it would pass. And I allowed it to be there without resisting it. And what do you know? It did pass. It's so amazing. You can try practicing this in small ways. Say you wake up and you're feeling anxious. Don't try to action your way out of it immediately. Just take a pause and name the feeling and tell yourself, okay, this is anxiety. This is what anxiety feels like. Try to describe it to yourself. You can describe where you feel it physically, what shape it would be, what temperature is it, what weight is it, what speed. You can just write it down or just think it to yourself. I did this yesterday. A long short story, a car backed into mine because of the supply chain shortages, the repairs were taking forever. This was a leased car and I was supposed to have it back to the dealer this week and I felt totally stressed. I was totally frustrated. And when I noticed that I was feeling frustrated, I just sat down and wrote out what it felt like. I wrote out the facts of the situation. I realized I was blaming everyone as if they had caused my frustration. And then I was able to accept that the supply chain was out of my control. I could feel my frustration and allow it to be there and then refocus on what I needed to do that day instead of stewing in my feelings all day. And I'm giving you this little example. And by design, I made it a quote little one because I think we do this all the time and we blame our feelings on something external to us. So I want you to notice this in your life. So what I realized that what was happening was just okay. I feel frustrated. I'm creating the frustration and I kind of want to just be frustrated in this moment. So let's review. I want you to be on to your brain and stop beating yourself up trying to get to the goal. It's not going to solve negative feelings forever. So just drop the tough love. Okay. You can hold yourself accountable without being an asshole. I promise. Number two, I want you to accept that life is 50, 50. And maybe even challenge yourself to see how negative feelings are necessary and valuable. Really think about how it serves you to feel the contrast of feelings. And number three, allow and process your feelings. Start small. Try to describe one feeling to yourself per day. Tune into your body and tell yourself what feeling is going on and what it feels like. Remember, growth is uncomfortable. And that's all capital letters. Negative feelings are a part of life. And those are all capital letters. But that doesn't mean we have to be ruled by them. 
I know this process has changed how I experienced negative feelings and how so many of my students experience them too. In fact, I would argue that being able to handle and allow any feeling is the key to unshakable self-confidence. Because then the worst thing that can happen is a feeling, right? And you already know how to handle that shit. All right. I love you and you got this. I'll be back next week with an episode on indulgent feelings. I promise you it's going to be a really good one. In the meantime, can you do me a favor? Share this podcast with one other single woman in your life who you think could use these tools. This work is so revolutionary and I want every single woman in tech on the planet to know that she doesn't have to live her life feeling like shit. You can share it on social media for bonus points or just text it to someone you love right now. All right. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast and sharing this life-changing work with other badass women like you. I love you. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.